And here we go, getting ready to open up. I'm ready, I think. We are ready, as we'll ever be. So let's roll the music. <laughs> that sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. Hey everyone, that is right. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. Uh, this is the week of June 15th, 2021. Today is actually the 16th because we're day late. Technical difficulties, but hey, here we are. Episode 33. We're 33. Like, we're like 33 and a third almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here, here we are. We're two blind brothers. And the blind sister telling it the way we see it. And this is your host, Keith. And the other voice you just heard are Terry and Joe. All right. And so <laughs> this is how we start our show. We like to talk about uh, what's new. You see, Johnny, I want to do new stuff, but they won't let me. Is the name of the segment, but it could be uh, something new, old classic family story, something you're reading, watching, doing. And I do have something that might fall under what's new. Um, but do you guys have something? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I got to think you guys go ahead. I, well, eh, well, I have a funny story. <laughs> the funny thing happened to me. On June 3rd, I got stung by two bees and I went to the emergency room. I think we might well, that's have real funny. I think we heard, had an email about that. We may have had an email about that now <laughs> by somebody. And then then the next week, I got stung by three more. And so I was admitted into the hospital over the weekend. They're, they're trying to pollinate you. <laughs> and I, I had a big infection on my tummy. And I go, there's not a bunch of bees inside me, is there? They're going to they like cut me open. All these bees I, are going to fly. I think out. that swollen <laughs> tummy isn't from the bees, though. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get to all that Chinese buffet in there. So. I guess so. <laughs> And, and uh, so I'm all better. And we had a pool party last night for my stepdaughter's birthday of Saturday. And because in the hospital, we had it yesterday. On Tuesday. Pretty good. Yeah. We had You've got to get in your pool and didn't get stung? Nope. Yeah. It was actually turned out to be red wasps. So I'm allergic to wasps and bees. Apparently. And I, I've been stung by wasps, and all it is is it goes, ow. But I don't, I don't have any reaction or swelling. Oh, this. But, but bees, I, I do swell up a little bit, like yeah. the size of a quarter or something like that. I get a little bump. I think a lot of people do that though. But Terry really must swell up big. No, no, Dad no, turned not, like not red no. and start swelling. No. You could just watch him. <laughs> Not actually. With the wasps, it's like what Keith just said. After about 20 minutes, I should get a swelling up about the size of a half a dollar. But, you know, but, but because I got stung by, you know, three to three or ten. You know, the infection was from the venom of the wasps and my blood pressure medication they put me on. was huh. of, uh, Yeah, no, no, I, this is that may be correct. I don't have any reaction, no swelling at all from a wasp bite, but from bees I do. 
but the thing with wasps, whenever they uh, uh, sting, sting you over and over, <laughs> what, what, yeah, what they do is they're implanting a small wasp egg that uh, has the potential to hatch out of you. Uh, they typically will, will sting like a caterpillar so that the baby wasp is inside. You know, when their baby wasp hatches, it eats the <laughs> caterpillar. I'm pregnant. Uh, I'm gonna have you're going to have babies. wasps popping out all over you like aliens. <laughs> so, so uh, so I mean, it sounds kind of gross, but that's what they do. Huh. Uh, did you have something uh, happening lately, Joe? Uh, not really. Not this week. We did go up to my Camping, granddaughter's no birthday. What? No camping, no cookouts. No, do we just went up to my granddaughter's birthday, but not a whole lot of funny stuff happened. I mean, yeah. they had a nailed it party. If you know what nailed it is, it's on the cooking show. Haven't got a clue. Um, I've Tell never me. seen it, so I'm assuming it's like they decorate. They decorated cupcakes, and my daughter decorated one, and the kids all had to make it look like hers. Hmm. And then they would win a prize. And then there was one. They had the cupcake and they cut it in half and they had to make their cupcake look like a hamburger. And that hamburger bun was the cupcake. Yeah. And so I was getting grossed out because I thought they're going to put a hamburger on it, but they used a brownie in place of the hamburger. And then they used green coconut was like shredded lettuce and then fondant was the piece of cheese. Fondant is like paper frosting comes in sheets oh that stuff yeah okay. i usually use it on wedding cakes to make it nice and smooth you know you don't have to uh get it all nice it and up. even that with yeah. a knife or a spreader or something and so that was kind of neat i thought that was a neat idea to have her birthday party the kids all got to wear the little chef hats and the aprons and i know and earlier um in, in the run of our shows uh, terry would uh, sometimes give house construction updates mm -hmm. last week <laughs> on the 8th uh, we started a project of installing air conditioning it's a new hvac unit which encompasses heating and cooling mm -hmm. <laughs> it has been one uh, bad luck thing after another uh, i forget what the original problem was but the guy who's installing it uh, says, oh, it'll just take uh, four hours to get, there's two units, got to go in the, inside the house, eight hour job, I'll be in and out one day, air conditioning, heating, everything. Okay, cool. Well, here it is a week later. <laughs> and he is, because he, he has other jobs too. He, he did a job down at East St. Louis for a church where his van was broken into and all of his tools were stolen oh no uh he came here and when he left he, he, he said he, his truck got home and it hasn't started since uh after he left here one day a couple days ago his water pump went out on his van that he was driving <laughs> wow and every day it's like i'll get this in today i'll get this in today <laughs> and something out there just i mean the stars don't align or something i don't know uh it's yeah well he he installed a couple temporary air conditioners that kind of take the bite off of the heat and honestly 
uh, in past years, we haven't had, we haven't had AC in at least three or four years now. Uh, wow. Because our, our big old uh, outside unit went out. It, it literally like fire came out of it. That's how it went out. It wasn't like, oh, it just popped a circuit breaker. Flip it. No, there was flames shooting from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went out. It died hard. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. But every, but we usually get by with fans. You know, everybody has a fan, you know, pointed at the bed, pointed at the couch, pointed at the kitchen table. Wherever you happen to be sitting, and it's it's enough. I mean, it can have its moment. <laughs> I put you guys all with your own personal fan, carrying it from room to room. Well, I I used to have a fan sitting next to my desk to blow at me while I'm working in, in my sweltering sauna of an office uh-huh. when I'm when I'm not podcasting, and it and of course, hey, Grandpa, can I borrow your fan? Yeah, I'm not using it right now because I'm on a podcast, and it never comes back. they'll take Hmm. it and i don't ever get it back when i do get it back usually it's at the end of the summer when i don't really need it thanks a lot yeah or i'll complain how how hot and sweaty it is and you know somebody will give it back and then i have it for a small period of time and they steal it again Um, (laughs) so but that's almost right you know wherever people are a fan takes care of it but anyway it's just kind of funny that a, a, a one-day job has taken a week, and every time the guy comes out, I, I teased him yesterday. I don't know if he caught it, because he had to come a little bit later in the day. He, he said his truck went, wouldn't start. His van had a water pump. So I asked him why he was so late, because he got here like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, did you have to pedal your bike really hard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got it, but... Um, yeah. Another thing that could fit in here on our uh, recently happening. Do you want to talk about this, Jill? You heard, you heard our podcast mentioned on Earth. Oh, Disease. I did. Do you want to slip um, that in here now, or we could do it later? John and Tiny was talking about getting their prostates when they should have that check, their prostate exam, and they wanted to and have input from from input blind people. From, readers anybody listening blind people from that sounds funny show they said so tell us all about it how's your prostate um, doing i have no idea that would be up to you too to send in because if i sent it in i would have no idea they want to know how to check it themselves or they want to go to the doctor and do it (laughs) well you guys will have to listen and see i I, I have i have a short uh, answer to that and a longer answer to that the short answer comes from another blind veteran. He's a Vietnam vet. Uh, I know Terry knows him. I'm, I won't say his name. But he, he was telling me he went to his doctor for his regular you know, annual exam. And she says, okay, it's that time of the exam. You got to you know, drop crab into our table. And he goes, you know, I feel like somebody should have brought some wine and flowers. <laughs> and she starts laughing and she, she goes so forget it i can't do this now <laughs> we'll do it next time and come back <laughs> now i've always heard that if you're getting that exam and both of his hands are on your shoulder there's something wrong with that that, that involves my second story but do you want to hear uh, that one <laughs> do, do you have one a story to tell about that terry or, or well, I, can do I just i was like uh they did the same thing. I drop your pants, you bend over the table. They just stick your finger in, like 10 seconds. 
Like that's it. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it shouldn't even be ten seconds. It should just go like I said, boop, and it's and it's it. One second right. is what it should be. Right. It's, it didn't take. It's like that's it. It's over in like just a few seconds. And okay. Here, here's my longer story about that. Whenever usually you get you know the prostate exam around age forty or so is whenever they recommend you start getting this. Well, here I am at about age 30, maybe 31, somewhere in that age range. I'm in the Air Force National Guard. It's a drill weekend. And usually once a year or a couple, every couple of years, you just are scheduled to go see the doctor for a regular checkup. And so I got uh, the piece of paper says, hey, you're ordered there. Go up on the hill, report to the doc. And everybody in, in the shop just kind of, give me a deer in the headlight look and like should we tell him <laughs> <laughs> and so i like no let's let him go so i went to the physical you know all the usual stuff you know they check your reflexes and everything and the guy says oh i see you're uh over age 30 you know what that means I'm like no what does that mean he says mm -hmm. we gotta we got you know check uh you know back door there i'm like no i, I thought i was age 40 and above well yeah it usually is but you know we like to do you know not let it get out of, out of control too soon all right all right so he takes out the ky gets things all slip slippery and lubricated <laughs> he tucks in a finger and then the next knuckle feels around <laughs> a little bit and you know finally pulls out his finger okay you're done I'm like, well, I, I never knew. I didn't want to expect. I, was, I never had one before. Like, well, that's, that was just like awkward. So I have all this, you know, sloppy, weird KY on my butt. I stop by the restroom, give myself a wipe, so I don't feel all like oozy or something, <laughs> all violated. And so I get back to the shop, and they, and the guys are like, give me this knowing look, like, yeah, how they go? Yeah, yeah, how they go? Said so whenever he gave me the exam. Didn't it feel weird to have two hands on his shoulders? <laughs> like, no, what? No, he goes. That doctor's gay. <laughs> I hope you know. Like, wow, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> and I never had another one of those exams for like until I was late in my forties. And like Terry said, it's like boop boop, and it's done. It's like, wow, that doctor, I was definitely abusing some power there. <laughs> <laughs> taking advantage of us hard charging young servicemen uh, there's, there's wow. one, one final note i want to end up on this topic before we move on to i think holidays is next yeah is on earth oddities i said oh surely there has to be a different way of doing that with the instead of the finger can't they use something else actually yeah. they can they can keep track of your prostate level through blood tests huh. you don't have to have the one finger salute anymore they can just order lab work take a blood test the doctor will know when you go hunting for a doctor make sure you shake their hands and check their fingers out make sure <laughs> maybe it's a woman with really small fingers <laughs> or a man with big old banana shaped fingers if you enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're into knock yourself out Anyway, that's that. Let's go on to our holiday segment, which means I got to find my list. Happy holiday. 
May the calendar keep ringing Happy holidays to you all day Celebrate <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that that song. Oh, I can send it to you. I and <laughs> not only do I not have that song, um, it may be copyrighted. There was holidays. Hmm. All right. Well, who cares? Who cares about copyrighted? <laughs> well, okay. Before I get rid of holidays, a little side note. Uh, on my other podcast, retro-otr.com, it's all about retro, old-time radio. Uh, there is actually an audio drama of Star Wars that was done by NPR around 1981. And George Lucas sold the license for $1. So essentially, he gave the license away. So you would think that would be public domain. But guess what? Disney now owns that. I contacted Disney to see if I could use those old-time radio shows on my old-time radio show podcast. And they said, no. And yeah, if, if you try, they will come down on you. Mm -hmm. So copyrights are important. That's why I try to stick with open source stuff here. Well, I was just trying to say something funny while you found your notes. So anyway. Yeah, well, well it's, it was uh, funny, but... Uh, <laughs> There, there's a reason why we use the sound effects yeah, and sounds that we do. Anyway, wow, now I really feel old to think that you got old time radio stuff about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, not, well, there was still old time radio style shows being produced into the early 80s. That was back in the 1977s. Uh, yeah, from about 73 to 83, I think it was. I forget the exact dates, but there was a show called CBS Radio Mystery <laughs> Theater. It was mm -hmm. on like twice a week, and for an hour, they would do like a, a mystery show. Oh. Uh, and it ran for like you know, at least 10 years or so, from the early 70s oh. to early 80s. But that was kind of the last gasp of you know th that era. Yeah. Uh, but during that time, you had things like Chicken Man, a little two-minute spot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was funny. And you had uh, the Star Wars thing. But anyway, uh, Back on track here. Holiday. Get ready to stop the bunny trails. Get ready to hop on to the holidays. Uh, let's back up a day to June 15th when we should have been podcasting. Yesterday was National Bug Busting Day. I haven't got a clue what that means. I guess squish a bug. Smash bugs. <laughs> oh, bugs. I think I said butt. B-U-G-S. Yeah. <laughs> like thigh, thigh masters, butt busters. I, I guess them June bugs, you know, they come out. Just smash, yeah. a, smash a cicada or something. I don't know. <laughs> but there was uh, a lot of lightning bugs out last night. because my granddad, so. <laughs> It was also Nature Photography Day. So take a picture of those, you know, bears when they dive in your pools and gators and <laughs> trapped raccoons and all. Just take a picture of that wildlife. That was yesterday. World Elder Abuse Day. So if you're oh, elderly, you're gonna abuse your elders. <laughs> if you want to abuse grandma, too bad you missed it. It was yesterday. <laughs> and now today, June sixteenth, Wednesday, uh, is Arts and Entertainment's Appreciation. Hmm. Wait, it's it's actually called Looms Day. Is what it's called. Uh, International Day of the African Child is today. 
<laughs> so anybody out there with African children, hey, it's their day. If you don't have one, well, go get one. <laughs> oh wait, that ended the back in 1860. Never mind. <laughs> Man, bad joke. <laughs> However, good good point. It is today National Fudge Day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you're into rap music, it is Tupac's birthday. I thought we had Tupac's birthdays earlier. He must have that's, two of the years. That's today. Today is Tupac's birthday. Uh, June 17th, Thursday. National Eat Your Vegetables Day. <laughs> so after you eat your fudge, you can eat your vegetables. And that's all there is on Thursday. So eat a lot of fudge so you can make up but, for it tomorrow. <laughs> just to put it out there for, for any of the the African American individuals. I did hear on the news that they did sign the uh, Juneteenth, as it's called, as a national holiday too. Now, to be I heard something about that. Into uh, slavery, etc. Uh, yeah, yeah. June tenth, I believe it's the day. No, they actually 19th. Did, Juneteenth. Oh, 19th. Yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, that day is now going to be a, a federal holiday now. Cool. Yeah, yeah but just, school's just out, so who's gonna? Who's going to notice? You're not going to get a day off of school. (laughs) Unless they have summer school. Monday was flag day. So what's that mean? Go go ahead. Well, flag day represents the day that the American flag, as we know it, was ratified. Right. Betsy Ross made the first one or whatever. Got us off track a little bit. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's all it was on (laughs) Thursday, uh, June 18th on Friday. uh, International Panic Day. Ah! <laughs> it's it's also a national picnic day, so you can have a panic at your picnic. Ah! Someone forgot the can opener. No! <laughs> it's also uh, International Sushi Day. Oh, that's a good reason to panic. Yeah. Go yeah. fishing I have to have day. That on the picnic. <laughs> I like my sushi fried. Yeah, me too. Uh, go fishing day. So the, I guess it's the day the fish panic. Unless I'm fishing, then they're safe. <laughs> he won't uh, catch see. us. We're safe. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Now, now if they see a, a chubby guy with red and white stripes across his belly wearing striped shorts and a checkered shirt <laughs> like our dad used to do, yeah. they, they might have to worry about that. because he could That catch, would be he true. Could, he could catch some fish even though he wore weird clothes. Yeah. Uh, moving on, June 19th, Saturday, International Box Day. I it has to do with pets, I think. You know, international box. I guess put your dog in a box. Huh. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that, that means. Uh, Jack in the box. Now, I do have this written down Juneteenth. Yeah. Uh, it just says historical American. It doesn't really say what the heck it is. But it's, that's what it, it is. It's, it's a, also National Garfield the Cat Day, hmm. National Martini Day. So why don't they have Lasagna Day on National Garfield Day? So I want right. He liked Gar uh, Lasagna. Maybe that's what that box day is. Or Garfield puts Odie in the box, so instead of having to kick him <laughs> off the table. Oh hmm. uh, moving on, June twentieth, Sunday, Father's Day. I wonder what that day is about. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's 
also National American Eagle Day, uh, National oh. Vanilla Milkshake Day. All right, Terry. It's National Ugliest Dog Day. <laughs> you got an ugly dog? Pugs. Just me. Time, time to celebrate them, it. The, the, the ugly pugs, pug uglies. <laughs> I don't have any pugs anymore, though. Oh, don't, you know, just, just chihuahuas. Huh? They're chihuahuas, chihuahuas, wieners. Uh, it's also <laughs> World Refugee Day. So all of you immigrants, ignore Kamala. Come in, come in, come in. <laughs> Get it? Because she was in the news saying, don't come, don't come. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, June 21st, Monday, Canada's National Indigenous Peoples Day, which means Indians for us Americans. Uh, they, have, they have an Indian Day. Uh, Holy Spirit Monday, which is a Christian holiday, which I've never heard of. Uh -uh. The Holy Spirit had his own day. I don't know if it's his birthday or what, but Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's also National Yoga Day, National Selfie Day, National <laughs> Smoothie Day, National Take Your Cat to Work Day, Summer <laughs> Solstice Day, which means the summer solstice is the longest day of the year, first day of summer, uh, World Day of Music. And woo, that's a lot on Monday. Yeah. And that rounds out our week here as we counted on That Sounds Funny. So, yeah. yeah, take your cat to work on the summer solstice and dance around a circle naked, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's what they do. You know, the Celtics used to do that on the winter and summer solstice, dance around a circle oh. naked. Yeah. Huh. It'd be cold in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> it would. be too bad in the summer. So there is our holidays. And hopefully next week we'll be back on track with a June 22nd, Tuesday, and we'll just keep this thing going. Yeah. So. Well, now it's time for our news stories. I got some. Um, start off with, I have a man. I just uh, had You a have a man? You know, this is Pride Month. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you know you have me. <laughs> this news story comes from Berlin, Germany, where an iPhone 12 is fished out of a canal with a magnet. Um, Frederick Real, that's his name. Well, there you go. Used a piece of fishing line and a magnet to try to get his iPhone 12 out of the bottom of this canal. iPhone 12s have this magnetic ring you know so, or metal ring for charging and so just as a public service announcement if you drop your phone in you can fish it out with a magnet but anyway they, yeah, well we had a story before about an iphone 11 being in a lake for months right and another iphone 12s are even more waterproof right his, his friend jumped in the canal they waited in the canal they didn't find it they found a nintendo switch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bottom of but the it's canal. not waterproof, is it? <laughs> girl, 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 and girl. So then they uh, they reverted to using a piece of fishing line and a magnet, and they were able to fish it out. And of course, it worked because, like we said, the new iPhone 12s are pretty waterproof. You can they can be in. Uh, I think AT&T told me uh, 
three meters of water. Uh, three meters, that's like 12 feet, nine feet. Right, but but there we have had dead stories before where they've actually been in the bottom of a lake, but we don't hear how deep it is. And then even six months they've fished it out and it's still workable. But, uh, you know, of course. Uh, Crazy was, story, but a good advertising publicity for Apple. Yeah. So that's my first water story. All my stories are water related. Oh, man, I got to go pee. <laughs> there's that one oh man you got jill or Flish, flash. is there water running somewhere <laughs> i got a story if you're looking to buy a house in chicago huh? illinois it's a very colorful house they call it the candyland house it's in the rogers neighborhood and it was oh. built in 1891. It was actually built and painted a normal color, olive green. But the family that moved into it 41 years ago didn't like the olive green color. So they decided <laughs> to start painting. Well, they painted inside all different pastel colors. And then it kind of bled over to the outside. Things in the house are even painted. The piano, the mini blinds, everything. It all looks like candy and gingerbread yeah. Now, does Hansel and Gretel live nearby, or have they been Maybe. missing for a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're wanting to sell it, but it doesn't say how much. You'd have to call the real estate company and find out what it's selling for. But they're hoping whoever buys it keeps it the way it is and don't change all their efforts of brightening yeah. up their lives with their colorful house. Some people I'll give them like two it. magic beans. I'll give them <laughs> two magic beans <laughs> for the house. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so there was we lived up in northern Michigan. There's a neighborhood where they had old houses like that, built you know, 1890s or something, Victorian style. And some people would have a you know nice and regular, you know, white and yellow or pastel. Once in a while, you'd find somebody with a really outrageous house, like you know, lilac or orange or some combination. And people in the neighborhood, oh, that's such an eyesore. But the people that lived in the house are like, you know. We love it because we tell people just go down to you know Elm Street, turn left on third. You can't miss our house. <laughs> it's the one that's painted all different colors or just, purple or you know whatever. Just look for the rain, rainbow candy, you know, skittle looking house. You yeah. can't miss it. <laughs> it's easy to give people directions to get here. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. That's Weird when we was down in Galveston a few years back, a lot of the houses along the coast, they're up on stilts and they're painted pastel colors. Now, from what I was told, not each each house is painted a solid pastel color, not like stripes like a rainbow or something. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's so the boats coming to shore can see them and not run into them if the water's high. Could be. I'm not real <laughs> sure what the reasoning is for it, that. If they just it, it, it gives the sailors something to look at as they're approaching. Maybe. Just, just, just note to self, keep the blinds closed. Yeah. Because <laughs> he might be showing the sailors more than he went to when you <laughs> sail by his colorful house. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Go ahead with your story, Keith. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have one about a customer at a post office finds a seven-foot gator. Ooh. Of course, it's Florida. What else? I wonder if there was postage due. <laughs> uh, Spring Hill, Florida. Um, let's see. According to 
they fa share a Facebook post. Uh, they say that someone stopped by in the afternoon to drop off a package and saw the gator just roaming around the lobby. <laughs> wow. And apparently, there's automatic double doors and just kind of walk up, doors opened up. Gators <laughs> went inside, like, I'm checking in. <laughs> mail me a package too. Yeah, like the grocery stores, the things you just step on and the doors open, that would be so weird to think an alligator just so strolling I, along. I, I wonder oh, if he was, he was checking his P.O. box. Hey, I, I can't reach it. Can someone reach my combination lock in my P.O. box for me? Just drop the mail in my mouth. Wow. <laughs> that would be crazy to see an alligator in the post office. I have, or is that Wrapping up there, I have because I have a whale of a tail. Well, that was my <laughs> next. That was my next one. But go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, in Massachusetts, a man um, spent it says forty three seconds in whale. Uh, Michael uh, Bake. Uh, it has his name here to say Michael Packard said that he was in 40 feet of water diving for lobsters off the coast of Cape Cod, and all of a sudden it got dark, and um, he felt muscles contracting and around him, and he he knew he wasn't in a shark, uh, and then um, it, uh, after... Well, he, he didn't feel any teeth, I don't think, so I figured he was... It's like, <laughs> oh, I don't like the taste of this thing, and then we'll... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Jonah's whale in the Bible, it says. But uh, he says he's spent the whole 43 seconds. He flashing back and, you know, with his boys, he just wanted to, you know, get back to, to his sons and didn't want to die. And there was a, a, a witness who said they had seen it. They said, all of a sudden, this guy, this diver just came shooting up out of the air, fins first. <laughs> It's like, that had to be something to see right there. Maybe he in the blowhole and shot him up in the air. <laughs> I don't know. So, so the guy's name wasn't Jonah. It was something else. Uh. Right. I think it was, I said Michael. Like, you know, the green. Michael, it's, it's Michael's, Michael's a Bible you better name. listen. <laughs> yeah. So, and it wasn't Nineveh, but wherever he, <laughs> he landed, people better listen to what the guy said. <laughs> Wow. And so, yeah, the, the, I think I saw a CNN article saying, fact check about the driver who was swallowed by the whale. Whales don't yeah. have a large enough esophagus Broke. to swallow right. a human. It couldn't have been swallowed because we're CNN. We're going to rain on your parade. Wah. <laughs> but but the fact is, he was just held in the, in the whale's mouth. He, he never claimed to have been swallowed. Yeah. But, uh, and it's like... Uh, That'd still be kind of scary to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it it's like, I, I think even I mean, one of his statements was, I think we're going to die. This is it. Because <laughs> the whales are huge. You know? I mean, even like the big killer whales or the big great white sharks like Jaws, they couldn't each swallow you whole. They're too big or too small. You know, they have to bite you in half and whatever. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> What you got, Joe? My next story is also about Chicago and a strange man that had a thing about jumping into Lake Michigan. 
Um, on June 13th last year, this man was drunk and decided to jump in Lake Michigan to help sober him up. And it felt so good he decided to do it again. Now, I don't know when he says that, if that means he's going to get drunk again and jump in the lake or just jump in the lake for the fun of it. But he has done it every day for the last 365 days, gone up to Lake Michigan and jumped in the lake. He jumps in to sober up. So he just likes the process of being drunk and sobering. (laughs) And he even jumped in in the wintertime, but he has a few scrapes and bruises from having to break through the ice to get to the water to jump in. I think I would have skipped those days if I was him. Yeah. But well, yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. His name was Dan O'Connor. So if y'all know Dan O'Connor, watch him jump in the lake sometime. Crazy old Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dan Connor for Tom to jump in the lake and that dude will. Huh? <laughs> I, I wonder lake. if it's Kind of like somebody tells you jump off a cliff. Well, you jump off a cliff or other birds if your friends do it. Yeah. Maybe he can see how many people he can get to jump in the lake with him. Wow. Well, Maybe I, he's... I have a second story, and I'll, I'll call it my final one if you guys want, want to. Maybe the guy, maybe the guy was homeless, and that's how he took a bath. Hey, there, oh, there you go. go. <laughs> go ahead. Well, you know, as as polluted as that Chicago water is, he might be better to just not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we haven't had any bear stories so far, but there has been a bear found stuck on the top of a power pole in Wilcox, Arizona. Uh, He emerged unscathed when he was found stuck on the top of a utility pole. Uh, In the Sulphur Springs Valley, uh, where this power company is, Located, was notified that a bear was changing the power lines uh, outskirts of town. Uh, a company lineman said he immediately disabled the power so the bear would not be uh, electrocuted. Then he went up in a bucket, a little cherry picker buckets, and tried to coax the bear down. He even tried talking to it. So he's a bear whisperer. <laughs> Hello, I'm a bear, bear whisperer. <laughs> Please come down, little bear. But then, of course, a long story short, it did get him down. So I have a picnic basket. <laughs> so you said you had one more story, Terry? Yeah, I got a. Let's see. I think her name was. It's a, it takes place again in Massachusetts. A lot of stuff in Massachusetts this week, I guess. But uh, yeah. a, uh, a a Labrador retriever. Picks up a hitchhiker while swimming in a lake. What <laughs> was the headline? <laughs> it said, "All right, I got to read it." You know. So, Lauren, not Ross, Lauren Russell, had her two-year-old golden retriever. Uh, they were swimming in the lake in Massachusetts. It didn't give the city. Um, it was swimming, and a woodchuck was in distress. In the water, how it got there, I don't know, but it, she captured video of it. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, uh, the dog swam, and the woodchuck just came up to the dog and grabbed a hold of its hair, crawled up on its back. The dog didn't seem to mind, and, and the dog swam back to the shore 
and then the woodchuck jumped off. They rubbed noses and they parted. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's a cool story, you know. And the dog so, had so. his Boy Scout life saving merit badge. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> a dog saved a chipmunk, you said? Yeah. Woodchuck. How much wood would woodchuck chuck? Yeah, that one. Woodchuck chuck. Yeah. Well, we better move on because we're maybe a little bit long on time. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners. We have clothing. We have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helpsleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. You got words, Jill? The Quiz Kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. I do have words. Oh, cool. Let's see if we can figure them out. <laughs> Let's see. My first word is Siapolis. What? S-C-I-A-P-O. Siapolis. Skipopolis. Peace. Guy, oh, oh goodness! I don't know if I'm saying this right because it's Skyopolis, I think. S C I O P O L. S C I A P O C O U S. Skyopolis. Skyapacus. There was a C and an L. Skyapacus. Coast. Wow. Um, that's where scientists go on vacation. It's a historical <laughs> marker. I don't know. <laughs> what do Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. Because we don't it know. It actually means big feet. Oh, I got those. I got having some big feet. I, I got some sky up the boots. From having to go to different podiatrists. <laughs> those were clod hoppers. They're <laughs> <laughs> big clod hoppers. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so you've been, you, I've been noticing last time you, you had a word about, you know, somebody's big and fat, somebody who's short, now you got big feet. You're trying to describe us or something or what? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this next word is gambrious. It's G-A-M-B-R-I-N-O-U-S. Gambrinous. Gambrinous. It's like shiny leggings for your uh, to wear going to the gym or something. Because <laughs> gam is like old fashioned word for legs, and brias is like you know, bright and shiny or whatever. I don't know. We're making that up. <laughs> uh, this word means full of beer. Full of beer? 
So if you've had several drinks, you may be gambrious. Gambrinless. Whatever that word was. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you can say it, then you ain't it. <laughs> this next word is crapulin. C-R-A-P-U-L-E-N-C-E. Crapulence. That means, That's what I just did before we podcasted. Yeah, it means being big and <laughs> fat or full, stuff full of something. Full of hey, crap. you were right. Being too like, full of food. And future crap. <laughs> you knew that one. You got one right. You might know this one, too. It's ergophobia. What is it? Erga. Spell the first Erga. part of that. Erga. E R G O P H O B I A. Afraid Erga. of working. Phobia. <laughs> because er- er- ergo, like ergonomics, is work. So you're afraid, I don't of, what it is. afraid of work. It's a fear <laughs> of something. <laughs> yes. Keith has it again. It's a fear of work. What? So, so, like, is that wrong to have ergophobia? I'm, I'm just wondering because people say it's wrong to be like homophobia is wrong. It's racial. So, is it racist to be ergophobia? No, no, just we don't want to work. Just, just a thought, <laughs> just observation. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> the next word, whistle such. W-I-T-Z-E-L-S-U-C-H-T. It's just a whistle such. It's just a whistle such. It's like a swizzle stick, only it's these people who have a speech impediment. A swizzle stick for Elmer Fudge. The way it's spelled, it makes me think it's a German word, but I don't know whistle It could be, we all all should be familiar with this word because it means trying to be funny (laughs) oh yeah there we go we're trying to be yeah we 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 need a t-shirt that says people say we're trying to be (laughs) we're trying to be funny we're just funny funny is in the ears of the beholders so you tell us are we doing a good job whistle (laughs) Whistle satches whether we are we're having a good time trying right Right. Our next word is canoodle. Oh, oh. canoodle. That, I, I should, that's, that's familiar. I should know that, but I can't what it is. C A N O O D L E, canoodle. Yeah. Like uh, putting your heads together or eating or something, getting together for a meal. Oh, something along that line. Doing something weird, canoodling around. Canoodling, it means to hug and kiss. Oh, no, say it's not something that bad. Don't be canoodling with me. <laughs> So it's like spooning, only, yeah. only you're, maybe not, you know, spooning. You're doing fork, fork. Would that be the word? <laughs> canoodle. I guess you lay like a noodle when you canoodle. <laughs> all twisted around, arms and yeah. legs, so on everywhere. I've, I've heard the word all before. That's my words right there. Six words. But I don't remember who used to say that word all the time. I used to. I, I've I've heard it, but I can't place. You know, <laughs> I've heard it. What I. Hey, well, you canoodle? just heard it's it like, from me. <laughs> Want to go canoodling? What? I go canoeing. <laughs> canoodling with a yeah. paddle? Kinky. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, dear. 
<laughs> That's my word. So You're now it's that kind of very top What would you do with the brain if you had one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all we got. Yeah. Well, it's time then for our anchor topic. No, Terry's top ten. Terry's top ten. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before tonight, we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Yeah, okay. Uh, so give me uh, give me a chance to find out what our anchor topic is. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I was I could uh, finished up my president's list, but um, I can I have one here. Uh, handy. I was going to do this one. Uh, ten comedians who, o- over time, ran at different times, ran for president of the United States of America. Oh yeah. I got a list of nine comedians who ran for president. They, you know, they uh, every once in a while, you know, they, they throw their hat out there like anybody, and and uh, so I have. I said. I, I said ten. But I only, there's only nine. The list is. Uh, I, I I have a couple I could probably add to your list. <laughs> so anyway, uh, number nine, because there's no tent. But anyway, number nine comedian that ran for president um, was Stephen Colbert. He ran huh. for president in 2008. And he against ran, Obama. All right, whatever. He ran in the Republican and Democratic Party. <laughs> the Republican and Democrat Party is what he ran in. But he he ran he ran in on both tickets. Not, but uh, he uh, he was serious about you know running, but he he didn't know which one to to run go with. So because they're both kind of messed up. Yeah. I am proud to announce that I am forming an exploratory committee. <laughs> to lay the groundwork for my possible candidacy for the president of the United States of South Carolina. I'm doing it! And uh, number eight was Roseanne Barr. Uh, She she ran for president in 2011. (laughs) She ran for president. 2011? You mean 2012? That was the election. Well, it said in the 2011 campaign. Oh, maybe she she started on the primary but didn't finish or something. Right. Maybe. I'm not running as a publicity stunt since my political views have pretty much ended my career anyway. (laughs) You can choose the greater of two goods. To choose the lesser evil is no damn choice at all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they, uh, anyway, um, number seven is Ron White. Now, he would have been funny president. Yeah. <laughs> Tater salad? Yep, that's him. <laughs> Good morning, I'm Ron White, and I'm running for president of the United States of America. I don't want to take your guns away from you. Uh, you know, I, if you're going to uh, break into a house, <laughs> I wouldn't break into mine. Because I have my guns, my dad's guns, his dad's guns are at the house. I will make it illegal to brandish uh, a, a loaded weapon at a McDonald's, which is right. legal in some but states you're against, right now. But you're against building the wall. You're for legalizing marijuana. I mean, you're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I, 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 it, but it all makes sense. I mean, we can't get keep rounding up potheads every weekend. We Every second you spend rounding up potheads, you're not doing something you're else. Not, you're not attacking meth. And those guys are killing your kids, not the pot guy. 
uh, blue collar comedy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about having a president with a heavy drinking problem. <laughs> he announced he was running in 2016. Oh, he should have. He'd get Donald Trump off his money. <laughs> but it's like, you know, some of them might have actually been on the ticket. Like I said, some of them might have got knocked off in primaries, and then some just announced they were running. Oh, I'm running, you know. But let's see, number six is Dick Gregory. Um, don't even know who that is. I don't either. You got me there. I was the first Negro in the history of America to run for president of the United States. Gregory began telling jokes in the mid to late 50s while still in the Army. After leaving, Gregory continued to perform comedy, primarily in Chicago, but becoming a widely known national figure. What set Gregory apart from the other comedians at the time was his tendency to cover current events, particularly race. Gregory, along with Bill Cosby, Nipsey Russell, and Godfrey Cambridge, focused on the more traditional stand-up act we see today as opposed to the minstrel performances. Gregory was a trailblazer for his time. As celebrated as Gregory is, his act generated a lot of controversy because audiences weren't ready for what Gregory had to offer. It was too real. Author of the book, The Comedians, said that people felt politics didn't belong on the stage that you could reach some semblance of acceptance or racial equality by basically doing quality work on stage and the white people would appreciate you that way. Gregory, on the other hand, knew he was put on this earth to do more than just make people laugh. He wanted to make a difference. He was a, a, a black uh, comedian. Um, he ran, he, it was in 1968, way back when we were kids. Oh, maybe that's oh, why that's I wouldn't mind. But, uh, and so he ran back then. Well, I remember in 1968 that there was a lot of people who ran. There wasn't just like two people. There was he a was the, bunch of them. He was. It says he was the first black comedian to cross over to you know all white audiences, oh. and he was running around with Nixon, protesting the Vietnam War, oh. but he lost the Kansas City, and I think it says he. Uh, he became the mayor of Chicago, and so oh, wow. he. Uh, so now let's see. Number five is well. I I think that Chicago has a comedian for a mayor right now. Actually, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But go ahead. Okay, let's see. That's a uh, number five. This is one that Keith would know more about than me. Wow. Allen. Gracie Allen, the 1940. She right. she was she ran as part of the Kangaroo Party. Oh, the Kangaroo was a mascot. Surprise Party was her, her political party. And, and now, now that sounds funny. The surprise <laughs> Party. In all honesty, she didn't actually run for president, but it was a, they, they used it throughout the whole season as a gag a running gag for the show but she did make tours and she did appear with uh, politicians and stuff hello everybody i'm glad to be back in dallas and i um oh before i go any further i want to announce that all promises in this speech are fictitious and any similarities to persons living like george burns is purely coincidental i'm not dead you want to bet <laughs> give me odds Wake up, America. Your country needs me. So pop out of bed. 
Mom out of bed. Yeah, too. everybody out of bed. Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of a second little party, if you know who I mean. We have an idea. Yes. I know what you mean. It's our catching on week this yes. week. We know <laughs> This country is purely utilitarian. Are there any questions? Uh, Gracie, what does uh, utilitarian mean? Uh, uh, are there any answers? <laughs> then I'll continue. Yeah, continue, continue. That'll be fine. Yeah. It's uh, true that this is a baby's country, and every baby needs a change. Is that true? My political rivals say that what this country needs is more milk for the babies without delay. They say, let's take the bull by the horns. Well, that's foolish. <laughs> they could never get milk that way. I don't think so. <laughs> Although I'll try it. I'll try so, it, fellow yeah. voters, what this country needs is plenty. And even though it's impossible, I'll be glad to do it. Hello? Hooray! Thanks. <laughs> what was that? My friends, today millions of people are living who will never do it again. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Millions are being born for the first time. You've got something there, sister. And millions are doing nothing because it's the best offer they've had this week. Mm. And when you listen to the radio every ten minutes, what do you hear? My way is the spry way. Quiet, Angela. <laughs> President, don't forget Gracie Allen on election day. I've never stolen a nickel, and all I want is a chance. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. Right, she was a, her husband was George Burns, for those of you who don't you know. And they did went around on their act promoting her candidacy, but like I said, it's just Yeah, it was, for them it was more of a, a comedy uh, right, gag right. for their show. And so um, let's see. Number four is Doug Stanhill. Uh, he was uh, a, a in black. It says black comedy. Uh, he's an activist, and he was in the 2008 time frame. He ran on the Libertarian Party ticket. So he must have ran against uh, Obama. other dude I said earlier. Yeah. Obama, Obama and, and George W. Oh, no. No, he 2008 was the very first guy said, Stephen Colbert. This guy here must have ran with him or something. There's another ah. you know, on the ticket. It's not a free country. You're born free. I mean, you're born absolutely free, except for laws of nature. Those, If you drink, you get drunk. That's a law. If you... If you get old, you die. That's a law, too. If you sit on a tack, you will bleed from the ass. These are the only laws that you're born with, and any government just fucks you out of that type of freedom. If you if you really think you're free tonight, you, hero, Officer Bob, you're a free man. You live in a free country, but you're just, you go upstairs, you take your own beer you risk your life for. You sit on the hood of your monster truck in the parking lot, drink your beer, and see how long it is before actual veteran cops come by and pound on you with truncheons on the kidneys to show, why, why can't I do it? I'm just having a beer. <laughs> you know, and number three, Ben Glebe is his name. That's not even a name. Come on, you're making that up. <laughs> it says, never it heard says, of it right, but it says here, it says, what, it says, uh, 
one of those comics that nobody's ever really, you couldn't really tell if he was serious or not. Uh-huh. So nobody's ever heard of him. My name is Ben Glebe, and I'm running for president of the United States of America. These candidates running for president work in government. That's where the lies come from. And in a time of fake news and with a pathological liar president, comedians are the only people left whose job it is to tell you the truth. Right. But uh, again, 2008, hmm. Republican National Party. Wow, a lot of comedy uh, input that year. You would have think they would have saved all that, all that comic effort for 2016 or 2020, but oh well. <laughs> And okay, let's see now. Number two is Will Rogers. Wow, that's another way back, way back in the oldie days. Now, Will Rogers wasn't he on Lost in Space? Will Robinson. Oh, Will Rogers was like Roy he was a, Rogers, he was a cowboy comedian back in the 1920s. Here tonight, here tonight, Governor, you are not allowed to refer to politics. They won't let anyone talk politics in here because this stadium was dedicated to art, sports, and uh, any uh, useful enterprises. (laughs) (laughs) And we greet you here tonight, not as candidate Roosevelt, but just as neighbor Roosevelt from the other side of the Rocky Mountains. Now, this introduction hasn't been very... uh, well, you know, it hasn't been very, perhaps very uh, learned or very flowery, but uh, remember, you're only a candidate. <laughs> Come back and see us as a president. I'll do right by you. But he, he said that if he was elected president, he would resign. The first thing he would do. Yeah. I think That's more presidents should do that. <laughs> And so, I mean, that was his main, his main slope. He, he was what, really campaign. well known for his kind of country draw, uh, dry humor. And he said, one of his things he would say is, as long as there's politicians in the Capitol, I always have material. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one, last one is uh, Pat, I think it says Paulson. Uh, never, I've yeah, whenever you first told me about this list, I was like, "What?" But I do remember him now. Uh, he, I think he used to be oh, on. Yeah. La- he was on the Smothers Brothers. I was going to say laughing, but yeah, Smothers Brothers. He used to be on that. He was. He had like a dry, you know, kind of wit delivery, but he was really funny. A lot of political humor. So the, yeah. Yeah. I he ran on the Democratic Democratic ticket on the ballot in New Hampshire. The Democratic primary and multiple occasions throughout the year. In 1982, he lost against George Bush. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Mr. Patrick Layton Paulson. No matter how often it happens, I still get a wonderful feeling whenever I'm greeted by throngs of worshipers. <laughs> Nothing like a good thronging to make me forget the slings and arrows of my opponents. He received 921 votes. 
but it's too many numbers for me to spit out so that's my top nine well the the, uh, the two i can add to that there's another guy named lum edwards or columbus edwards that's actually a radio character the actor who portrayed him was uh chester Locke. Uh, he actually ran in multiple elections on his radio show uh, uh, in 1940, I think, and 44. Uh, it, it, again, it was just a gag for the radio show. He didn't actually you know, enter the race. All right, I'll just uh, make an announcement over the party line right now, then. Tell everybody about it. Well, here, wait a minute. How about me making an announcement? Yeah. Well, all right, we're both making it. Yeah. I'll get them on the party line. Yeah, I want to be sure and remind them to vote for me. Now, wait a minute. We ain't going to have none of that going on, Abner. We'll just explain it to them and let them decide themselves which one of us they want to vote for. Ain't going to have no mudslinging in this campaign. Huh? I say, we ain't going to have no mudslinging. Ain't going to throw mud at one another. Well, whatever gives you the idea, I want to throw mud on you anyway. Goodness sake, I never said nothing about throwing mud on me. I said we're not going to throw mud at one another. Well, how are we going to throw it at one another without getting some of it on us? We ain't going to miss every time. I, mean, I know that. I can so straight. I ain't talking about real mud, Abner. Well, I never seen no other kind. Mud's mud. Well, what I mean, Abner, we don't... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. Don't get the no. Oh. Hello? This is uh, Lum Edwards talking. And Abner Peabody. I just wanted to tell all you folks out there on the party line that uh, me and Abner is having a sort of a contest to see which one of us is going to be president. Yeah, vote for me. Wait a minute, Abner. Uh When you send in for one of these flashlights we're giving away, be sure and write on the back of the romper which one of us you want for president. Yeah, me. If you want me, why, write Lum. And if you want Abner, write, uh, well, write Abner. But if you want me, write Lum. Peabody for president. Vote for Abel Abner. Recollect, we're leaving it up to you folks out on the party line to decide which one of us gets the office. We just leave it to your good judgment to see that I get elected. And don't forget that I got both arms broke. I'm pitiful. Goodbye. <laughs> well, for goodness sake, Abner. And the final one, I did not know this until like this past week. The current president of the Ukraine, I don't know what his name is, used to be a, a comedy actor on Ukraine television playing the part of the Ukrainian president. (laughs) And now he's actually the Ukrainian president. (laughs) That's crazy. So you could say Yakov Smirnov. (laughs) I just found that out this last week. That is so weird. He was an actor who played I play a president on TV. And now I am one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so and now we move on to our anchor topic. Yeah. Is living <laughs> skills. Now, do we? I, I have a topic we can toss out there. It may be a short one. Uh, did Did we have something already on living skills area or what? No, I mean, okay. we were talking about last week doing the the next uh, ID mate, but I haven't messed well, with mine in a while. Let, let, me, let me toss this out there. What time is it? 11.08. And how do you know that? Because I got... The sundial? The sundial <laughs> told me. Okay, blind people use sundials all the time. Yeah. 
No, so but that's talking, talking. My victory, or I hit the clock button on it. But yeah, we do have talking clocks and so of course watches. And the the victory does have that button kind of in the middle towards the bottom. It tells yep. the time. On my computer, uh, using Jaws, I can hit Insert F12. It'll tell me the time. My iPhone, I can either ask Siri. I can touch the little bar up at the top. Uh, the time Pop shows left. up there. Yep. I also have the clock right on my home screen. And, you know, I have a position where I can just touch the screen. Okay, it's up there. And like you said, there's talking watches, talking clocks. You can uh, like nightstand, you know, alarm clocks or uh, or yep, TVs. Push the button. Push a button, and it'll tell you the time. I have a clock that will tell. It's got two buttons. If you push one, it tells you the time. If you push the other, it'll tell you the date. Now, when we were growing up, we had relatives, and they could tell the time. Braille, braille watch, not yeah, a burping watch. That's it. Uh, <laughs> a, a braille watch. You, you, there's an extra button on the side. You push it. And the crystal will pop up, and you can put your finger, feel the, the hands, and around the edge of the dial, there, there's like a double dots at 12, 6, 3, and 9. And then there's a single dot on the, on the other numbers, 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, 8, 10, 11. And you can just, you know, using analog te technology, just do that. Now, funny story about that. Whenever I was up in Chicago, I, I had a pocket watch. And you, you open the crystal and you can feel, you know, the hands and the dots. But one day I went to open my watch and someone says, oh, my gosh, your watch is broke. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the crystal's <laughs> falling off of it. Like, it's, look at it. It's a Braille watch. But the crystals fly off. I can fix that for you. I'm like, no, 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 don't fix it for me. <laughs> I want it to open. <laughs> I had, yeah, you I have had to feel to... those really carefully so you don't move the hands while you're trying to see what time it is. Because right, you do have to use a light touch because you can't yeah. actually bump or even bend the hands if, if you're not careful. But it was just so hilarious. The guy thought my watch is broke because the crystal popped open. Oh, no, I can fix that up. <laughs> like, but it's a braille watch. If you fix it and make it close, how am I supposed to feel it? <laughs> yeah. It was just funny. Anyway, I, I yeah. just kept uh, jerking his chain a little bit because I was having fun with him. Uh, but those are some ways uh, that blind people can tell time. Uh, and even talking watches have you know, alarm clock function. I had a watch that had two alarms. I could set a wake-up alarm and taking the pillow alarm in the afternoon. Uh, of course, you have a, the calendar features. Uh, I somewhere on my desk i have what's called an atomic watch which means that every day it's supposed to you know have a, a line of sight to the sky so it sees a satellite and it synchronizes your seconds every day and, and it works pretty good and it has has features where if you go to a different time zone it'll automatically move over uh time central uh, eastern standard Right, and it has the clock and the alarm functions. It's pretty handy uh, and well well versed. I so like that the, uh, our Apple phones will do that if you're traveling. Yeah, traveling. Uh, it, it, 
desert island. Two years back, you, tra- you know, we were flying and from St. Louis to Colorado is another time zone, and it changed, which kind of throws me off, though, in a way, because I was supposed to get a connecting flight in Colorado at 2 o'clock, but I wasn't sure if 2 o'clock my time or their time (laughs) on my phone. You know, it was like when I landed, it still said 1, but then it switched to 2, and I was like, no, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that arrival departure is always the local time. Yeah, so I was like, well, I got on the plane. It seemed like I was traveling with my son and daughter at the time. And then we had to get back off because they're like, no, your flight's next. <laughs> the now, next two o'clock. <laughs> here's one thing that gets me with telling time. My computer, I, I generally leave on my desk. And my desk is upstairs. And it's like, you know, I've been at my computer all day. It's like, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock. I'm just going to go downstairs, sit on the couch or recline and relax. Got my phone. And all of a sudden, the grandkid or somebody, can I use your phone, Grandpa? I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you go. You can play with it. And then someone says, hey, what time is it? And it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm not at my computer. You just swiped my phone. I don't have a watch on. My Victor reader is, I don't know where right at the moment. And sometimes it's like, you know, Alexa would be nice. But my grandkids lost my Alexa too. I'm like, Ugh. And so sometimes you just end up with nothing to tell time with until someone's by you can ask them. <laughs> the only other way you can do that is if you know what time a certain TV show is on <laughs> and you can go, well, this oh, yeah. show is on, so it must be... It's 10 o'clock. The Price is Right is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Assuming you have a TV or, or a radio on. And that's something too is is having a radio on because they do have you know time checks every you know hour and a half hour whatever they do them. Uh, so there's, there's different ways to tell time. You know, some like a radio or TV are at the mercy of the announcer. Uh, usually, there's I mean everything these days has a talking clock on it. You know, Victor, even the ID mate, you can tell the time on it, right? Time and date. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's so many devices that. That, you know, at the press of a button. I don't think my talking tape measure will tell me, though. Oh, <laughs> my click ruler it. doesn't do it either. Uh, <laughs> my wow. level indicator just goes, me. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a, a simple thing, you know, uh, because one of the most common things people ask Siri or their Android phone is either <laughs> what time is it or what's my battery? I know nope. one more way you can check the time. Mm-hmm. Now, in our area, you can pick up your phone and dial a phone number. Four six five four five four five. A number you can call. A- a- area code six one eight four six five four five four five. It's important these days to include the area code because if, if you just dial that where you are, then you may dial somebody's house or business. Yeah, no, <laughs> the phone number to call. We don't want them to call. <laughs> but, but that's a number that's been around for, she's probably 50 years or more. Yeah. yeah but now, now, now when you call that particular phone number here, it's sponsored by the Riverbender people at riverbender.com. You know, it's another news agency here in the Riverbend area around St. Louis. So just throwing that out there. Anyway. Yeah. Not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> um, I have another funny story. Go ahead. I, I've got this email. It says, this is 
Pastor Nathan, I'm not blind or anything, but I wanted to share something that happened to me. Not long ago, our lead pastor contacted me to let me know to prepare the sermon for the upcoming Sunday. The weather on that weekend was picture perfect. And since the lead pastor was known to have an obsession for golf, anytime he could squeeze it in, I teased him about enjoying the golf course. We both had a good laugh over it, but I couldn't help it. He seemed just a little bit nervous. After spending some time in prayer, my sermon prep went really well, but something kept disturbing me, and I couldn't put my finger on the problem. My sermon that Sunday was well-received, and the day was just too perfect for anything to go wrong. As the day wore on, though, that troublesome feeling just wouldn't go away, and as I drifted off to sleep that night, after my bedtime prayers, I had a dream. I dreamed an angel was up above watching Pastor Mike. That's our, that's our lead pastor's name. And the angel was upset because Pastor Mike was on the golf course, and it was that fancy one about three hours away. Surely that's not where Pastor Mike went to this morning, was it? He went to, he went, the, the angel went to God and said, Look at that preacher. He should be punished for what he's doing down there. And God nodded in agreement. So Pastor Mike teed up on the first hole. He swung at the ball, had a perfect drive, straight as an arrow, 400 yards straight to the green, where it rolled gently right into the cup. <laughs> this, as they say in basketball, nothing but net. A picture perfect hole in one. He was excited. The angel was a little shocked. He turned to God and said, I beg your pardon, but I thought you were going to punish him. God smiled. I did. Think about it. Who can he tell? <laughs> well, that's my story. Now, I need to figure out if I should tell Pastor Mike about my dream. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you guys have a funny story you can send it in and we'll read it good for nathan <laughs> yeah pastor nathan and pastor mike um you know, he didn't say what church he was from so um, <laughs> have to leave that out there yeah uh, so this is our time where we wrap up with final thoughts but terry do you see you had a funny story well, no, I was just going to say I, my, my first my first final thought, whatever, but... Okay, well... It has to go with kind of that right there, you know. When, when, go ahead. When you sign your signature line on your emails, you should do like the parasites do and sign it in worm regards. Worm. <laughs> 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 That kind of a parasite, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Remember, if you get into a pillow fight with death, be prepared for the repercussions. <laughs> you got any final thoughts, Jill? Yeah, my parents thought that they they, they fought about rearranging the furniture. 
but when my dad came home from work, the tables had turned. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down. Da, da, da. <laughs> Let's see. I got another one. All right. This is a, this falls under some marriage advice. Final thought. Don't ask your wife what's for dinner when she's still cutting the lawn. Yeah, (laughs) cutting the lawn. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they get kind of testy about that with somebody. I don't know why. Uh, Where do you learn how to make a banana split? In Sunday school. I got one more. I got one more. Don't ever trust tacos because they always spill the beans. (laughs) I guess in one way or another they do. If it's that's all I got. I I could go on, but I better stop with that. So funny funny stories about getting urinals from the hospital. That sounds intriguing, but do we have time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, bonus, bonus, bonus episode. <laughs> we should start off a Patreon, so we have a bonus stuff for Patreon. Yeah. We don't, we don't have Patreon. But hey, just a, mo- a moment of housekeeping. Hey, visit our webpage, uh, thatsoundsfunny.com. We do have a donate button where you can contribute funds to help us keep the podcast coming. We are trying to get up enough funds so we can have a paid Zoom account to help us out with our recording sessions. So there we go with that. Uh, so to wrap up, this is your host, Keith, signing off. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Tell a friend about us. Subscribe, subscribe. Again. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, it'll boost us up to the top the more you do that. You're bored at work? Keep on doing that. <laughs> like doing anyway, email. <laughs> leave us a, a rating and review. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, we have a contact page on our website. So all kinds of things, calls to action, as it were. So, hey, this is all we got. Uh, stay tuned. Next week will be episode 34. Yeah. It's up there in podcast years, I guess you might say. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com.